the general idea for doing an episode like this in this format is just so we can cover an idea, a proposition that we want to throw out to the listeners, something that we've been kicking around for a little while, and that is an idea of a Reform Forum conference. What that would look like, we want to share a lot of details with you on who might be speaking, how many people might be attending, where is this going to be, is it even possible, what funds need to come in in order for it to even be possible in the first place. So that's really the idea of what we want to talk about today. It's going to go something like me almost interviewing Camden, because Camden, you have a lot of details already worked out in, in your head, and, and some I'm not even privy to, so mm-hmm. I'll be uh, getting information along with the rest of the listeners as well. Do you want to just maybe introduce the the topic? What made you think of a Reform Forum conference, that it was either a good idea, possible? Where did this come from? We have been wanting to do some more events and other type of opportunities to connect with our listeners and viewers. And one way that we can do that is to attend conferences and to exhibit at conferences. That's one reason why we wanted to go to the Desiring God Conference for Pastors. Um, But another way that we can do that and continue to expand our offerings and connect with more and more people and hopefully promote Reformed Theology is by having our own events. Uh, So we've been having some meetups and and other type things here in the Chicagoland area uh, where I live, and uh, we'd like to do more of those strategically around the country where we find pockets of listeners in convenient places. Uh, But one thing that's been on our mind for quite some time is potentially doing our own conference. So we're hopefully going to be doing that uh, here in the uh, early weeks of October, uh, having our own Reform Forum conference October 10th through 11th here actually in uh, Chicagoland in Grays Lake, Illinois, just north of O'Hare. Yeah, that's right. And so the location would be at your church, right? And you want to talk about just the capacity that the church holds. And also, you mentioned it's 25 minutes north of uh, O'Hare. So mm-hmm. people, if people are interested who are not around the Chicago area, um, it's relatively easy to get to. Um, so don't let that scare you away. But why don't you talk about um, just it being at your church? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things involved. One of the reasons we want to do it at the church where I am, because it's familiar and it's centrally located in the United States, Uh, We also have pretty nice facilities. Now, it's a small church, and it's not going to host or hold a whole lot of people, but that actually is helpful in some regard because we we don't ever intend to have giant mega conferences. Um, That's something that other organizations can do uh, and, and something that they do very well, and they're going to always do better than us. But we think that we can provide a service and actually a niche uh, to our listeners and uh, our constituents by offering something that's slightly different. And so what's become popular in the last maybe five years is uh, this idea of an unconference. We don't exactly want to do that entirely where people just show up and then start writing things on a whiteboard and that's the schedule. We are planning to have a, a somewhat more traditional conference, but also one that is intentionally small. Uh, so that people can connect with one another and discuss, and so that you can also have access to the speakers. Uh, a lot of times when you go to the bigger conferences, uh, you know, you, you get to hear the person deliver the plenary address, but then they're whisked away to a private room and you have no opportunity for interaction. That's a function of size. It would just merely be impossible for someone to be able to interact with perhaps 2,000 participants or attendees. 
However, by us keeping a potential conference small, we're able to offer something that I think is a lot more engaging and enticing to people that really want to go deeper in their theology by hearing lectures or perhaps plenary addresses, but also being able to interact with other attendees uh, and also even the people speaking. And I think that's that's something that's uh, quite attractive. And uh, also being here close to O'Hare Airport, just 25 minutes north or roughly thereabout, and pretty much right off the interstate, it's per- it's fairly easy to get here, and there, there are plenty of a- accommodations. So we thought this might be a good first run at a potential conference. So let's talk about the subject or the theme that you have in mind. Um, what I, he- I see here on the outline, it's uh, the sun or sons of God. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, sons of God is a little provocative because what we're talking about is uh, the Son of God theme as it is unfolding throughout redemptive history. Uh, We want to provide some sort of a topic where people can come and hear something that's multidisciplinary. Uh, So we can have a variety of people speaking on different subjects uh, in different aspects of the theological encyclopedia. So we can have somebody on biblical theology, somebody on systematic theology, somebody on apologetics. But nevertheless, they're all addressing the same theme just from different perspectives and different angles. So we get more of a comprehensive view of something rather than having four or five speakers uh, delivering, you know, slight modifications of the same address. So mm-hmm. Sons of God, uh, in short, is a helpful way to think about uh, God's representatives and, and, and God's people throughout uh, covenant history. So first we have uh, the protological son, which is Adam. Uh, Adam's called the Son of God, and he is uh, created uh, in the image of God, and he's established in the garden to operate as uh, prophet, priest, and king. Uh, he's a federal head of all humanity. We have the typological son, which is actually the nation of Israel, not an individual person, uh, but the nation of Israel in many ways uh, recapitulates or repeats um, in a symbolic way and a typological way what's going on with Adam, but points forward to our Savior Jesus Christ, who is the eschatological son. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. the last Adam and the second Adam. He's called both in 1 Corinthians 15 and so we come to see that that in all of covenant history, we find uh, three uh, premier sons building up to the climactic son, who is Jesus Christ, the eschatological one. And and that basic paradigm or that basic idea lends itself to systematic, biblical, theological, apologetic study, and also practical theology, a whole host of other disciplines. Yeah, there's a ton that we could cover there. Um so it's broad enough, um, but also specific enough, I think, to keep it in the realm of um, possibility is mm-hmm. a, a continual theme throughout the whole conference. And as far as uh, the format goes, let's talk a little bit about um, who you see talking about this theme uh, as far as I, I see speakers and then uh, breakout sessions. How's that going to work um, over? And I should say, do you have an idea of like when on Friday and Saturday? Does it start Friday evening, go into all day Saturday? Um, that might help with maybe what the speakers will be doing. Right. And this is something that we want to solicit feedback on this. The whole point of having kind of a special episode here is to discuss these ideas 
is to lay out the possibility of this type of event. Uh, none of this is absolutely set in stone, um, but we also don't want to just uh, formulate everything on our first run and just tell everybody what we're doing. We want to solicit feedback from all of our listeners and hear what they would like in terms of a, a small conference or maybe a summit uh, networking event, whatever you want to call it. And then based on that feedback, try to formulate something that's going to be most beneficial to people. Uh, And we also want to uh, gauge the interest level and make sure that we have enough people that would like to come and participate. But in terms of speakers, we have agreements in principle from your father, Scott Oliphant, who would talk about this subject in relation to apologetics and to his Christological material in his book, God With Us. And Dr. Lane Tipton, who would talk about this from a systematic perspective and probably also have a plenary address on uh, the unfolding of this Sons of God theme throughout covenant history, kind of the basic paradigm and framework that I've already mentioned. We would probably also have one or two other addresses from Reform Forum regulars, and then perhaps also breakout sessions to really encourage um, the type of interaction that we would like like to see. Yeah, definitely. One idea that I think was kicked around, we'll see if this has legs or not, was um, for myself and Jonathan Brack to do a breakout session on Kingdom Through Covenant. And and, um, part of the reason for that fits so well with the theme, because that book, well, the book got a lot of buzz, number one, uh, and partially because it covers so much material in so many different categories. Mm -hmm. So it touches on systematics, it touches on biblical theology, it touches on exegetical material. It touches on um, relationship of ancient Near Eastern sources to um, the biblical material. So there's so much that we could cover just with that. Um, and, you know, even on Reform Forum, I think there's been some discussion uh, here and there as the book was coming out, and then there's Reddit. Um, and myself and Jonathan uh, have a an article, um, a review article, a long review article coming out in the Westminster Journal. I think it might be um, this spring. We need to get to work on editing that. So um, there might be a lot to talk about over rolls around on that topic as well. Yeah, and that's something we want to encourage. That's a very important subject, but it's also difficult to address just strictly on a podcast. This is the kind of thing that we get a lot of questions yeah. about. People want to hear about Kingdom Through Covenant, and uh, we do what we can, but at the same time, you really need to spend time in front of somebody and discuss with them. The same goes with issues on uh, credo-baptism and pedo-baptism. It's just so difficult to to really interact with somebody through an email or um you know even sometimes on the telephone but when you can sit down with a group and people can ask questions and you can interact with them face to face it really encourages a better understanding on the particular issue so kingdom through covenant is definitely something we would like to see a breakout session upon and if we had interest from the listeners to come and participate, and if that would be something that they would like to see, then we would absolutely want you and Jonathan to come and talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And for those of us who are kind of behind the mics sometimes, I think just the prospect of meeting some people that we've had some interaction with, either through email or online or something, is really exciting, at least for me, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's part of um, the design for doing an actual face-to-face conference. Yeah, I think something like this, what I find more most valuable about a conference is not the actual content. We want to promote good content, right. and we want to make that accessible to people and also perhaps live stream it and record it and release it. 
But the, the true value, I think, in a conference of this sort is the connections that you make and build with other attendees and also here with the regulars at Reformed Forum and the guests that we hope to invite to come and speak. So that, to me, is what you know business people would call the value proposition. That's why you know we can be happy to release all the materials online but still be confident that people would want to come because it's just irreplaceable the the face-to-face interactions and the um, the opportunities that are afforded when you come in person yeah that's right excellent well let's talk about a little bit um, let's talk a little bit about how this might even happen in the first place because it definitely takes effort from a lot of people um, it's uh, uh, it takes a little bit of financial backing from um, ourselves and volunteers and, and those kinds of things. Uh, one of the main, I guess, mechanisms that you envision um, as far as getting this off the ground would be Kickstarter. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you have in mind with that? And for someone like me, I've never used or participated in Kickstarter in any way, shape, or form. So for for Kickstarter dummies, um, can you introduce us to what that looks like, especially in light of uh, the conference? Absolutely. And uh, this is a great opportunity that we have to raise the requisite funds to be able to do this conference. It does cost quite a bit of money. Um, you know, we're going to be able to have the church, but uh, to, to fly people, the guests to the conference, to put them up in a hotel, to pay a speaking fee that's nevertheless modest, it still all adds up. And uh, we need to be able to raise funds in order to do that. Now, the risk would be, well, we would set a registration price and we would p- try to promote it as best we can. And if uh, you know people register, uh, then we would be able to recover uh, the cost of having the conference. But if not enough people registered and we didn't hit a break-even point, we would actually lose funds. Now, in some measure, we'd be happy to, um, you know, just do this uh, with the funds that we've received from our donors. But um, at this point, we can't afford to do the the entire conference. So what we want to do is use a mechanism uh, that we find on Kickstarter. Kickstarter.com is a website that was created uh, in order to try to allow people, smaller people, to be able to do bigger projects that they just simply don't have the funding for. Uh, and, and it has been used to fund conferences. But to get your mind around how the system works, just think about somebody who has a, a great idea for some new product. Let's just use something somewhat mundane, like an iPhone case. As somebody has a great idea for an iPhone case that no one's ever thought of, and they want to you know, create this and sell it. Uh, the problem is they don't have a company. They might not have uh, the money that's required to establish a relationship with a manufacturing house. Or if they have the ability to manufacture the things themselves, they don't have enough money to buy the raw materials at the scale that makes sense. So what they can do is create a Kickstarter project, and they can describe their product or the thing they want to create. They can uh, open it up, and within a time window, they can allow people to pledge their support to the project. And you can create different levels of support. So you can say for $10, if you pledge your support for $10, then... Uh, we'll send you an iPhone case. If you pledge your support for $25, we'll send you three iPhone cases, and one of them can be this special color. If you pledge your support for $50, you know, you get this or that. Now, technically, Mm -hmm. you're not buying something, but what you're doing is you are contributing to a project, and 
if the project is successful and it happens, then you receive um, you know a reward or a thank you from the project holder. Now, kind of what what's what's like a pre-order. It is, but what's interesting here is that um, the nobody gets billed or charged money unless the project reaches its goal. So what we could say is, you know, we want to open this up and allow for 100 people to register for this conference. Our goal is going to be X amount of dollars. We're thinking probably uh, maybe $8,000 is going to be the cost. That might sound high to some, but people in the know will know that's probably pretty affordable. <laughs> and and we will have different levels, you know, that if you contribute this much money, then you will get to come to the conference if you contribute this much money, you'll get to come to the pre-conference and the conference if you contribute, you know, at the highest level, then you'll be able to come to dinner with the guests and also, you know, go to all the events, that sort of thing. And then you can create yeah. different limits on how many seats there are for each of those reward levels. But the beauty is, of course, that if you don't reach the goal, then nobody nobody gets charged and there's no risk. So we can try to create a conference engender interest or, 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 you know, try to promote the conference and get people to contribute and to sign up. But if we don't reach our goal, then we're not out, you know, thousands of dollars, which could really hurt us as an organization. And the people aren't out because they're never going to get charged because the, the uh, project never happened. So that's the basic dynamics. If it makes sense, what we want is for the listeners who are interested in such a thing, when we start a Kickstarter project, to pledge their support and sign up and, and contribute. And if we get enough people and raise enough funds, then it'll happen, and then everything's locked in, and the conference will go on as, as planned. Good. Okay. Well, that's, that's excellent. Um, so in terms of next steps for the people who are listening to this, um, let's talk about what, I guess, your plans are, our plans are, in terms of getting the word out and um, soliciting for people's response, mm-hmm. and um, what specifics they can look for, and in what venues. I mean, I assume that part of the answer is going to be, um, you know, look for things on Twitter and Facebook and all the regular distributions that Reform Forum mm-hmm. um, already has. Um, but specifically, what should people be on the lookout for? Well, we'll certainly post things on the web, and um, I'm planning to post this recording as a podcast so people will be able to listen to it. So you can. Uh, send your comments or questions to us at mail at reformedforum.org. You can also probably comment on this post when it does go out as a podcast. You can tweet us, obviously, but um, what will happen is if, if there's enough interest and we start to hone the subjects and guests and breakout sessions, then excuse me, we would like to uh, um, start the Kickstarter project. Um, that will involve us uh, creating all the different levels, uh, having adequate descriptions, you know, including things such as accommodations, you know, where can people stay, and also setting the registration levels, I should say the pledging levels, the support levels, and what those levels uh, entail as a reward. Uh, So um, we're thinking right now, and this is what we want feedback on too, and this will probably be uh, a Friday afternoon for a pre-conference and a Friday night and then a Saturday all-day event, October 10th and 11th, 2014. But 
we want to solicit feedback too. If, if we have an overwhelming amount of people that can't make those dates or that sort of thing, we can try to move those or change it to a Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, or, or something. We would like to hear about, from you, but we're thinking that the Friday afternoon for a pre-conference, Friday night, you know, maybe opening session and then Saturday all day might be the most conducive to people traveling and people's work schedules. Um, but in terms yeah, of and Columbus day, I think is that yeah, following Monday, right? It is. It, so that doesn't mean yeah. anything to me, but <laughs> I mean, for some people they might have the day off and it might be uh, convenient to, to piggyback on that weekend. But in terms of, um, right. reward levels and, and pledging levels, we're thinking in the ballpark of perhaps $75 to come to the conference and, you know, to, to engage with other people. Uh, for f- Friday night and uh, Saturday all day, um, maybe a little bit more, maybe in the ninety dollar ballpark for the pre-conference and uh, the regular conference, and have you know uh, fewer of those spots available, and then um, perhaps having maybe four spots of a higher premium level for people that would like to come and you know have dinner with with Dr. Oliphant and uh, with Lane Tipton and some of the rest of the Reform Forum regulars. Now again, this is this is something that a donor might want to do and and uh, really support, but it, but because of the nature of the Kickstarter and the way we're setting this up, this would not be received as a as a donation that could be written off. It would be received as kind of you're receiving a benefit for contributing. But we're looking at this as mm-hmm. people that want to help us start a new era in our organization's life and uh, who want to be part of that very first event uh, by contributing. And uh, by coming and participating in, in a fun discussion on Reformed Theology. I'm definitely anxious to see what comes of this. I think it's it's an exciting start. Um, there's a lot of potential, and especially if this gets off the ground, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from a first conference, um, what works, what might not work quite as well, um, what you guys, the listeners, want in the future. So um, I hope it's it's the start of something uh, pretty unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's that's your hope too. Anything else before we wrap up that the listener needs to know um, on your part? No, I think the most important thing is just to let us know what you like and don't like about this idea. Uh, tell us how we can improve it, and you know, give us your feedback, and then. If you're you're happy and w- and this Kickstarter starts, we really encourage you to to sign up and to contribute, and also try to get your friends to sign up too. And there will be limited seating, so we're we're only going to accept registrations for roughly around a hundred people uh, because of the size of the venue, but also to promote um, interaction. So once we get a little bigger than that, it's just frankly hard to to uh, meet new people and, and talk to new people. And it's really unscalable to talk to the guests. So um, we want to be able to promote that. So just let us know and uh, look for the Kickstarter, maybe hopefully in a couple weeks. Thanks Camden for the mm-hmm. info and uh, thanks to the listeners. Uh, we'll be interested to see what you have to say. And um, again, thanks for the continual feedback that you give us and uh, we'll see you next time.